jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Matt Norlander with the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast, and it is tournament time, people. So listen to the one podcast that will cover every upset, Cinderella, Bracket Buster Sleeper. We've got it all covered, every round, reaction shows, all the way up through the championship game in Glendale, Arizona. To find us, search Eye on College Basketball podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, I'm adjusting. Yeah. I'm still adjusting to people. Be in front of people. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, we've had you on the show many times. Absolutely. Always happy to have you here. You're uh, a very popular radio host. Ninety markets, millions of people listening to you. Best-selling author. You've got the the Black Effect podcast network that you started. Yeah. You've got your own publishing imprint called Black Privilege Publishing. And now you've added another title. You are a late-night host on The God's Honest Truth with Charlemagne the God, which I executive produced. Hey! Now, I want to know, did you... One thing we've never talked about is that did you always want to be a late-night host? Because it's kind of an odd job to have. Really? Mr. Late-night host? It is. Okay. I never... I, this was never the idea for me. Yeah, I've always wanted to be a late-night host. I mean, since the days of Arsenio Hall. And I feel like it was such a big gap between, like, Arsenio Hall and a, a, a black man and late-night who was bringing that kind of energy. And then when it was the rise of, like, the John Stewart's and yourself, and you could say, oh, you can actually talk about something on late night, something of some, some substance, you know? It made me want to do it even more. And I, I had two late night shows before. I had Charlemagne and Friends and Uncommon Sense on MTV, too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That would be why. Exactly, be why exactly. Right yeah. But, you know, Arsenio kind of, uh, uh, he kind of freed me a couple years ago because he was doing some interviews when uh, he had a, a stand-up special coming out, and he said that Charlemagne is the me of this generation, but he doesn't have a late night show. He has, you know, the radio show and a podcast and YouTube, and that's where people are going now. So I was like, oh, okay, that's a relief. So I thought that, you know, that was off my vision board, but, you know, God had other plans. Now you're actually over in the old Daily Show studios. My old stomping grounds are there. A lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. Exactly. What's the vibe of the building? Oh, I love it. We named it the Happy Accident um, because... (laughs) You know I love that. Yeah, we were sitting around having a conversation one day, and you said that, you know, being in this building was a happy accident because that wasn't where we were supposed to be originally. And then you said your career was a happy accident. Yes, nothing was planned. Yes, and you you told us this long 20-minute story. Amazing story. (laughs) And then... And, and, and then I go, oh, the, you said the happy accident. I said, oh, the happy accident, that's a great term. And um, then our, my showrunner, her name is Rachel, she came over and she had in her email that she had made her production company the happy accident. So we didn't know that. She has a logo and everything. Her, wow. lo- her logo was like a cup spilling with a, turns into a smiley face. So it's a happy accident. So wow, that's to me, that was all spooky. divine. Wow. No, I, believe, I, believe, I believe that was amazingly normal. For those things to be happening at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. For that, you to say the happy accident. That synchronicity seems normal absolutely. to you. Absolutely. And that's why we named the building the happy accident. Wow. How about this? Absolutely. It seems spiritual. Yes. Divine. That's another word for spiritual. I'm not going to argue with yes. you. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling it wouldn't be absolutely. a good idea. Absolutely. Now, I want to talk to you about the, the first shows that you've done over okay. there. 
um, you've you've chosen as your subjects. Uh, the, so far, the shows have been. Um, each show has its own focus. Yes, you, know, you, you, you drill down on one thing. Absolutely. Germany's, de Germany's denazification and America's lack of decrackification. That's right. Okay. We, we have to decrackify America. Uh, the FBI and yes. how abusive they've been of minority populations. We got to decrackify the FBI. Yes. Okay. Uh, the right wing's panic backlash against what they believe critical race theory is to be. Yes, we have to decrackify education. Uh, generational, <laughs> generational trauma. Yes. Generational trauma within the black community and an unwillingness to address that through therapy. Yes. And you have to decrackify the mental health system as well. And yes. also, and then this past weekend, which I really enjoyed, which was uh, the, the demon of social media and what that does to us. Yeah, we just all have to disconnect from that period. You know what I mean? I, I feel like... I feel like we have to disconnect from social media in order to reconnect with ourselves because I really feel like we're all becoming a bunch of emotionalists people who lack empathy and we're just really algorithms in human bodies. Like, literally, we wake up every day and we wait for social media to tell us what to think, to tell us what to believe, and nobody cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining. So it's almost mm -hmm. pointless to even get on there and tell the truth, because everybody just wants to be entertained. Well, what, what else do you want to talk about? Those are four strong subjects to start with. Yeah. What... What, what's next on your agenda? Next on the agenda is uh, what, what we're calling the cowardly donkeys, which is the cowardice of the Democratic Party. Mm. Yes, and if, if... What if, should they be doing that they're not? Well, I feel like, you know, if they don't stop being, you know, cowards, then I think that, you know, we're really, really looking at the death of democracy as we know it. Like, I mean, four simple things, you know... Four, four simple things the Biden administration could do to protect democracy. Number one, you got to protect voting rights, right? <laughs> You got, you just simply got to. Uh, number two, you, you have to pr protect, uh, pack the Supreme Court, right? Number three, you have to end the filibuster so you can govern, right? And, and number four, you have to make an example out of the people who attempted a coup of this country on January 6th. I, I think they may do that. I, it just, I think it just, they may do that. It bugs me out that we treat January 6th like it was just a bunch of kids wilding in Miami for spring break. Like, there was an attempted coup of this country. And it's like, we just don't even talk about it enough. Like, that should be the headline every night on every news network, every late-night show, all the time. Well, I think as we tape this right now, as we tape this right now, mm -hmm. I think the Senate, uh, the House representative is voting whether to uh, refer Steve Bannon for prosecution by the Justice Department for avoiding his subpoena. Yeah. Do we, has that happened yet? Do we know? We don't know if it's happened yet. And, you know, people think, you know, Hillary, Hillary Clinton is crazy, right? Because she lost and they think she's just bitter. But, like, a couple of weeks ago, she was saying how, you know, we're headed towards minority rule. And that's why she's, you know, in support of ending the filibuster. And so we can govern because she was like, you know, the GOP is just lawless and they don't care about rules. They gangsters. So you got, when you're dealing with gangsters, you got to do gangster things. You can't bring a spoon to a knife fight. You can't bring a spoon to a knife fight. Exactly. Now, I want to ask you about one thing. So the name of the show is The God's Honest Truth with Charlemagne the God. But then it says, A.K.A. Leonard McKelvey. Yeah, it should actually be the other way around. But, you know, it's TV. You got to sure. go with the name Charlemagne. Now, first. everybody knows you as Charlemagne the God. That's how I got to know you. Yeah. Why, why is it important for you to be Leonard McKelvey? Putting that back out there again, the name you grew up with in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Well, you know, for me... It's, it's something that grounds me. You know, my therapist always says that, because I, I go to my therapist a lot and I talk to her about getting caught up in the caricature 
of yourself, you know what I mean? And I think it's almost impossible to be in this business and not get caught up in being a character to yourself at some point. But because I, you have to fulfill the expectation people have for the things you've done before, absolutely. and it becomes a feedback loop. Absolutely. And when you start reading things about yourself in magazines or on blogs or whatever, you're like, oh, that's what y'all like? Well, let me give you more of that, you know? And it's like, for me, you know, the name Leonard McKelvey grounds me, because when I hear it, I hear my grandma, I hear my mom, I hear my, my wife. Like, nobody calls me Charlemagne at the house, you know what I mean? I hear my close, I hear my, 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 my close friends. And I remember uh, we, we had Will Smith on The Breakfast Club, like, last year, January of last year, and he said, you know, he had read my book, and he was talking to me, and he was like, I'm seeing the real you poke out. And he was like, I just want you to know that, you know, you don't have to wear the mask anymore. You, you are enough. And I was like, are you tapping my phone? Is my, therapist, is my therapist giving you notes on me? Like, how do you know that? So I just felt like that was God talking through him in that moment to let me know, you know what? You're on the right path. You don't need to wear the mask no more. You, know you don't that, have to be the character of Charlemagne. You can be Leonard. Leonard is enough. You know what I call that? A happy accident. A happy accident. <laughs> happy holidays from The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. While we're off for our winter break, we'll be dropping exclusive interviews with the biggest stars and your favorite Colbert classics. We'll be back in the new year with all new episodes. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions and you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.